Well, hey, everybody, welcome to Church Online. My name is Omar, and I serve as a lead pastor here at Christ Fellowship. And if you're tuning in for the very first time, listen, thank you so much for joining us. It's obvious we have not been able to meet at our physical location, so we've been doing everything online. But I am confident that the Lord has something to speak to you on and draw you closer to Him. And so thank you again for tuning in. You know, last week I started by celebrating our local campuses and how they've been serving our local community. But today I want to celebrate our global campuses. And I don't know if you know this, but we have global campuses, 11 of them, all throughout the world in places like Cuba, Guatemala, Costa Rica, Colombia, Ukraine, and even partnerships in places like Jamaica. And during this time where it's been easy for them to just stay inwardly focused, our global campuses have been outwardly focused, and they've been really focused on meeting the needs in their specific communities. For example, in Central America, in places where they, they have shut off water and they don't have proper water resources, our campuses have taken water to them and love on them and taking boxes of meals so that they can have a meal during this crisis. We have also taken care of the elderly in those, in those regions. In places like Cuba, where they don't have enough masks and medical things, we have done our best to provide to the people in those areas with masks so that they can stay protected. Uh, they don't have internet either, so we have got them USBs with lo logged on with our sermons so that they can hear God's word uh, during this time of, of suffering and of crisis. And then even in Colombia, for several months, we have been focused on helping the Venezuelan refugees as they've come into that country, that they're leaving just a terrible regime, and we've been able to love on them and encourage them, share God's word with them, and just really get them, help them get off the ground. And so, listen, the reason that we're able to do so many amazing things throughout the world is because of your giving. And so thank you so much for your generosity, for being so faithful during this season you know, when Jesus said, wherever your heart is, there your treasure will be also. Listen, that is true in you because it shows that your heart is with the Lord and for his mission. And so thank you so much again for honoring the Lord during this time and trusting him because your generosity, listen, is still changing lives. And so thank you again for all that you have been doing. Well, today we are in our second week of the series called Survive and Thrive, because we just don't want to just survive in our Christian walk. We want to thrive in our walk with the Lord. And so today's passage is Colossians chapter 2, verse 8. And so you can just follow along as I read. It says this. It says, see to it that no one takes you what? No one takes you captive by philosophy and empty deceit, according to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to who? Not according to Christ. That is the word of the Lord. You know, during this time of quarantine that we've all been stuck at home, I'm sure that all of us have been using our computers. And as you all know, listen, these computers rely heavily on the internet or the World Wide Web. But here's what you may not know, that there's a, such a thing called the dark web. Yeah, the dark web. And in this dark web, there are people, listen, with dark agenda. And their agenda is to take your brain captive. 
Now, I'm not talking about the brain inside of your head, but rather I'm talking about the brain inside your computer. See, tucked inside, inside each of our computers is this thing called the motherboard. And the motherboard, it's literally the brain or the mind of the computer. And so all these people on the dark web want to infiltrate into your computer's mind and fill it with spyware and malware and literally take it captive. And once they take your computer captive, this motherboard captive, listen, your computer will begin to malfunction, it will begin to act erratically, and, it, it will, and even it won't be able to process information and make the right decisions. Now, let me just bring all of that over to our teaching for today because what an image of what some people want to do to your mind. And by that I mean that just like there are people in this dark web who want to capture the mind of your computer, right, and impact it negatively, Listen, just like that, and here's the big idea for this weekend. There are people in this dark world who want to take your mind captive, and they want to impact you negatively and affect the way that you think and the way that you make decisions. Now, you may be out there thinking, Pastor, who are these people that want to capture my mind? And, and how can I ensure that they don't really they take over my mind? How can I ensure that? Well, we're going to find out from Colossians chapter 2, all right? So if you have your Bibles, turn to Colossians chapter 2. You can follow along um, with a piece of, uh, in our app, and you can take some notes down on a piece of paper. But write this down as point number one, all right? Listen, to survive, you need to resist being taken captive, now, let's go to the passage for today. It says this. It says, see to it that no one takes you what? Captive, right? That's the, that's the word of the day. Now, circle the word captive right there in your Bible. Because the word captive in the original Greek text, you know, we always like to remind you that the Bible was first written in Greek and Hebrew and then translated into different languages. Well, the Greek word there for captive is the word silagogeo. In fact, at home, say the word selagogeo. Yeah. And, the, and this Greek word is really a graphic term used by the writers of, in antiquity that used to describe when a pirate would ambush a ship, take the treasure, and take the people captive. Now, remember that Paul here is writing to the church in Colossae, where there was a fusion of religious influences. And all these people, listen, they were aggressively trying to lead the people of God away from the Lord. In other words, they were trying to take their mind captive and lure them away from Christ. And here's how they were trying to capture them. Listen to what it says next. See to it that no one takes you captive, and here's, and here's how, by philosophy and empty deceit. According to human tradition, according to the elemental spirits of the world, and not according to Christ. Now, folks, the way that they were being captured, notice, it was not through physical weapons, but rather it was through human philosophy and ways of thinking. 
And if you notice carefully, these th- it says not according to Christ, which means that all these thoughts, all these pieces of wisdom, all these human traditions, listen, were in direct opposition to Christ and his truth. And church family, just like they were going through that 2,000 years ago, listen, today they're still, we're still going through it because there are people in this world that want to capture your mind and get you to think the way that they think. And they just throw out thoughts and ideas and hoping that you start thinking just like they think. In fact, let me just give you a quick example of that. Most of us have heard of the name Andrew Cuomo, right? He is the governor of New York, and he's been on national news because uh, New York City has been the epicenter of this virus, and so he's been very, very popular lately. And just recently, he was asked about the slowing down of the virus, and listen to what he said on national TV. Listen to what he said. He said, the number is down because we brought it down. God did not do that. Faith did not do that. Destiny did not do that. And a lot of pain and suffering did that. And it's sad to, to say that the, the, the media in, the, on the, in this nation grabbed his words and started touting it as truth. And over and over in the TV, on the news, on the internet, they would quote Andrew Cuomo, and even our children were listening to this, even though it's clear that it's completely opposite to what Christ says. See, the reality is that Christ, the Lord, he's not one who's weak, but rather he is a sovereign God. He is the one who spoke the world into existence. He's the one that sustains the world by the word of his power. He's the one who causes things to rise and things to fall. He's the one who gives life and takes away life. And every single atom in this universe is under his sovereign control. And I love that Paul says that all their words are filled with empty deceit. Because all the promises of philosophy and of human tradition, at the end of the day, listen, they never hold true. Now, you're probably wondering, well, pastor, who's trying to capture me? Well, listen, write this down as letter A. It's society. Now, listen, I'm not one of these pastors who's a cynic, who thinks that everyone is out to get us. Listen, I'm not, type of per- not that type of person. But the reality is that every single organization, every single company, every single political party, every nonprofit, listen, every single one of them has an agenda. And their hope is that the people of this nation, people in their communities, adopt their ways of thinking and their agenda. And that is why they pay millions and millions and millions of dollars to advertising agencies Because these agencies are experts in understanding what is an organization's agenda and getting people to think like they do or or to capture their mind for them. And so, folks, again, I'm not one of these cynics, right? However, it's healthy for the people of God to remember that there are large societal influences moving around that they are, their goal is to change the way that we think. 
And so the more that we understand it, the more we understand, listen, whether they want for good or bad, listen, the truth is that there's people out there, there's organizations out there that literally want to change our, the way we think and take our mind captive. And so we just need to be aware of this reality. But family, there's another group that we often fail to realize. In fact, write this down as letter B. And it's our family and our friends. Now, I know that may sound a little odd, right? Because we love our friends and family, but just hear me out for a moment. Because I know that every one of us has people in our lives that genuinely care about us, right? You have those people in your life, and I have people in my life. But here's the thing, even though they love you and they care about you doesn't mean that they're giving you the right advice and counsel, especially if they don't have a relationship with the Lord. In fact, because they love you, they're going to give you the best possible advice that they can, and they're going to have the best intentions in, in in their advice and wisdom. But here's what we need to internalize. Even family members who love you, even friends who care about you, listen, can give you advice that is not honoring to the Lord. You know, it may accord with what society says. Uh, It may accord to what maybe conventional wisdom says, but it doesn't mean that it lines up with God's will for your life. You know, there was a moment in my life that I, I, I experienced this tension myself. As many of you know, before I entered into ministry, I was actually in law school. And I felt like God called me into ministry between the first and second year of law school. So I, I decided to finish off uh, that's my, my school there at the University of Miami. And I remember that towards the end, I had people in my life who loved me and cared for me and cared about me, telling me, Omar, listen, don't go into the ministry. Man, become a successful attorney. Go make lots of money, man. Go make a career. You'll be fine. And then just help at a church whenever you can. But listen, don't forsake this law, you know, this law career. And folks, as I was listening, I knew that they meant well, but it wasn't where God was leading me to go. And folks, it's hard because usually people who are giving you advice you know, you love them, they love you, 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 wanna, you don't want to dishonor them, you, wanna, you don't want to offend them, but the reality is that sometimes even those who are closest to us may give us advice that doesn't necessarily accord to God's will. So for example, maybe right now you are in the middle of a marriage that's not going very well. And it's not only because of this coronavirus thing, it's because it's not, it hasn't been good for a long time. And you're not happy in this marriage. So maybe you have a family or a friend telling you, listen, you should not be in this marriage that you're not happy in, that you're always fighting. You shouldn't be in that marriage. Listen, here's what you need to do. You need to divorce that person and go live your life. Go be happy. Listen, you cannot restore that marriage. That is done. Leave them behind and go live your life, right? When the Lord comes along and says, listen, my son, my daughter, I want you to fight for this marriage. No, this marriage is not temporary. This marriage is for a lifetime. And, 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 and I know you may think there's no hope, but listen, if you fight for this marriage, I will sustain you, I will guide you, and I will show you the grace necessary to get through those difficult times. 
So you see, the Lord may be saying something, saying something that doesn't accord with what our family and friends may be saying. Or perhaps you're a student out there, and maybe you have someone close to you, maybe even a family member telling you this, listen, it's so, they're encouraging you to compromise your purity. And they might be telling you, listen, as long as you love that person, and as long as, man, they're the right person, it's okay to be intimate with them. I mean, don't be intimate with a lot of people, but you can be intimate with that right person when they come along, and you can just, you know, just wait for the right person. When the Lord comes along and says, listen, intimacy between a man and a woman is reserved for the covenant relationship in, in marriage. That's the way that I have designed it for you, and that's the way that I'm going to bless that relationship in your life. And family, I've heard so many times parents give advice to their children, and they mean well, but it's completely opposite to what God's Word says, to maybe compromise their purity or even marry someone who does not know the Lord. And I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, even this parent who loves their child is leading them to a place opposite of what the Lord's will for their life is. Or maybe you have someone in your life that during these hard financial times is telling you, listen, it's okay to cut corners. These are desperate times. And you don't feel, don't feel like you need to honor the Lord during this season. You don't need to honor the Lord. You don't need, listen, you need to think about yourself because it's all about you right now. You need to be sure that you are right. When the Lord comes along and says, listen, it's during these times, especially during these times, that I want you to trust me, that I want you to honor me. And remember, I will always be your all-sufficient provider. And so, folks, you see how that works? Sometimes even the people that are closest to us may kind of confuse us because we know that they love us. So here's what I would tell you. Listen, be open to the advice of the people around you, but just because they love you and they mean well, listen, you need to be sure that you understand that it may not be the best advice. See, family, this is why 1 John chapter 4 says this. It says, beloved people who are loved by God, listen to what it says, do not believe every spirit, do not believe every person, but test the spirit, test the person, to see whether they are from God. See, family, listen, I don't know what tough decision you're going through right now in the midst of this whole thing, but here's what I would want to encourage you to do. Listen, test every piece of advice, test every single piece of counsel to see if it's according to God's word. Because if you think back in your life, in those moments, where you listen to everyone else, but you didn't listen to God, those are the moments that you end up regretting the most, all right? So be sure you're testing every, every piece of advice. And here's a third person, okay, that most of us don't expect. Write this down as letter C, and that is yourself. In fact, you can even write your name right there in your, in your paper, write your, my, my, your own name. Because notice what the passage states. It says, see to it that no one takes you captive. Now, folks, when God's word tells us that let no one take you captive, 
No one means anyone, and you are any, part of that group called anyone. And folks, this may be hard, right? Because in our own mind, listen, we think we're always right. You know, when you have a discussion, when you're having an argument with someone, in your mind, listen, you are always right. And so it's easy for us to always trust our own minds. But listen to what Jeremiah 17 says. God's word says this, the heart is deceitful above all things, and it's desperately sick. Who can understand it? See, folks, the word there for heart in the Hebrew does not refer to the physical heart, but rather to the seat of the mind where decisions are made. And the passage says that our minds are deceitful. And then further, it says that it is desperately sick. And the reason it says that is because we all have a sinful nature. And so, yes, listen, even though our minds could process information, make decisions, think logically at times, you know, you know do things, the reality is that because we're all born with a sinful nature, by naturally, our thoughts don't align to God's will. See, unlike a computer where, where a hacker is trying to come in and put bad information, but the processor still works fine, as opposed to that, listen, not only are people trying to put the wrong information into our minds, but listen, our processor is defective right out of the box from birth. Listen, we, can, we naturally don't align to God's will. And, and, and so you need to understand that your logic and the way you think at times, listen, it's not completely faulty in that sense that you can't operate as a human being, but especially in the areas where it comes to God's will, our minds will oftentimes go somewhere where it shouldn't go. And so you're probably thinking, well, pastor, listen, if I cannot even trust my own thoughts, what's the next step? What's the answer then? Well, listen, what do we do? Well, here's the answer. The answer is to go on the offensive. Yeah. In fact, write this down as big number two. In order to thrive in your walk with Christ, capture every thought for the Lord. Now, let's go to the book of 2 Corinthians. We're going to leave the book of Colossians, and we're going to go to the book of 2 Corinthians. And Paul, again, is writing here, and listen to what he says. He says this. He says, we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey who? To obey Christ. Now notice, in the book of Colossians, Paul is telling, is telling us to, be on a, to have a, de a defensive mindset, right? To be on the de defensive and let no one take your mind captive. However, here in 2 Corinthians, it's the opposite in a sense, right? He's telling us to go on the offensive and destroy every single bad piece of advice, bad wisdom, bad counsel, bad world wisdom, philosophy, whatever the case may be, that stands against God's truth. And I love it because the passage says that we are to capture every, to capture, to, to capture every thought to obey Christ. In other words, we are to, in the offensive, we are to take every thought or every piece of advice and take it captive for the Lord. Now, you're probably thinking, well, how do you do that? Well, very simple. Write this down as letter A. 
is through God's word. God's word. Listen, church family, the way that you are able to capture every single thought or piece of advice or, or philosophy or whatever the case may be for him is by filtering it through God's word. See, as you're watching TV and uh, you're going on the internet, you're getting on social media, on Instagram, you're watching on Facebook, a story, whatever the case may be, as you're getting all of this information, listen, folks, filter it through God's truth. When you're in a family discussion and everyone's giving you their, 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 their thoughts and their advice, filter it through God's truth. When you're all by yourself and you're thinking, what decision should I make? And you're trying to think logically about everything. Listen, filter every single one of your thoughts through God's truth. Because family, the key to thriving, listen, if you want to thrive in your relationship with the Lord, you need to filter everything that comes into your mind according to God's word. In fact, multiple research studies discover that engaging with scripture, reading God's word, impacts our spiritual growth more than anything else we could do. In fact, the discipline of reading the Bible, it actually impact, positively impacts every other spiritual discipline in our life. And, and, and folks, it makes sense because the more that you read God's Word, the more that you're just meditating, that you are allowing God's Word to reside in your mind, and you're reading God's Word as in every time that a piece of advice comes to you, you capture. Every single time that something in the news comes with some sort of philosophical thought, you capture for Christ. Every time that in your mind there's something that takes place and you're thinking through something, you capture it for, to obey Christ. And so, family, I know I keep to always say this in my teachings, but it's so foundational. Listen, you cannot expect to thrive in your walk with the Lord if you never open God's word and bring in his word into your heart because that's the only way that you'll be able to recognize what accords to God's will and what doesn't accord to God's will. But there's a secondary way, okay? Write this down as letter B. It's through God's people. Now, even though God's word is key, it is the foundation of our faith, it's infallible. Listen, God's people do impact us in helping us capture every single thought for the Lord. You know, oftentimes the people who love the Lord, who fear the Lord, and who knows God's truth, even though they're not perfect, they're in a unique position to look at your life Okay, and really see the weaknesses and the weak spots in your walk with the Lord. In fact, they, in many ways, they act like white hat hackers. Yeah, white hat hackers, and here's what I mean by that. As opposed to dark web hackers who are maliciously trying to figure out something in a, in a network and trying to infiltrate and trying to disrupt it, folks, white hat hackers actually do the opposite because they use all their abilities, all their talents, right, to identify a weak part in a network system and then address it, solidify it, so that bad people can get in, you see? And so they're hired by companies specifically to identify all these different weak parts in their system and address it. And family, what an image, right? What an image of what God's people do for us 
Because, folks, listen, God's people have an, a way to not to be in a unique position, like I said before, to look at your life, see the weak spots, and address it. And family, I've told you before, listen, even though your walk with the Lord, okay, is purely personal, your walk with the Lord is strictly with the Lord, the people who you surround yourself with have a monumental impact in your walk with Him. Why? Because they love on us, they encourage us, they influence us, and they, and they notice what are the areas in our life that we need to get stronger in our walk with God. And so you may be thinking, Pastor, those are the people I need in my life. That's why I've been so struggling. Well, listen, the place that you can find those people in your life is very simple. It's in this thing called, we call it small groups. Small groups. Small groups are our midweek Bible studies that we have designed here at Christ Fellowship. It's some environments that we have designed specifically so you can go to a place where you can not only study God's Word, have fun, build friendships with people, but at the same time, you can surround yourself with other people that when you're going through a tough season, when you're facing a hard decision to make, whatever the case may be, listen, they can look in your life, encourage you, love you, but also point out, listen, this right here, man, listen, this is not according to God's Word. And you can strengthen it, and you can walk, and you can continue walking with the Lord. So people, so small group, other, other small group members in your life are critical for your spiritual growth. And see, today, in fact, you saw this earlier, today is Group Connect Weekend, where we help you connect to a group. And so listen, if you are not in a small group, I want to encourage you to, 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 to join. You know, we have, you can log on to cfmiami.org slash groups. And uh, you can fill out the form there, and you can some, and you can fill out the form, and somebody from our small group team will follow up with you and get you help con- and get you connected. But listen, our small groups are thriving right now. In fact, they're all meeting virtually through Zoom and Google Hangouts. Why? Because they can't meet physically together for this season. But man, it's going so amazingly well. And so listen, if you're not part of a small group, this is a time for you to say, you know what? I need to surround myself with people who love the Lord, who fear the Lord and know God's truth, and so I'm gonna join a small group. So this is the perfect weekend to do that. Now, you might be thinking, well, Pastor, I'd rather wait until we're meeting in a physical occasion, and then I'll, and then I'll join one. Well, I'll say, listen, don't wait till then, because I actually think this is the perfect time. You know, since everyone's meeting virtually, you can log on to the Zoom, to, that, to, the, to their chat, and you can see the people, get to know someone, and then when you actually meet physically, guess what? You already know everyone there. So this is the perfect weekend, all right? So make sure that you join a small group if you don't. And so listen, just a quick reminder, listen, to survive in this world, make sure you're not taken captive, right, by by things and influences in in, in this dark world, but to thrive, make sure you're capturing every thought for the Lord. And you're going to see that your walk with the Lord is progressively going to start to strengthen and increase, all right? And so, family, before we end, let me pray for us, and then we'll be concluded. Let me pray. Father God, we are just so grateful for how good you are to us. And my Lord, we know that there are people that are trying to capture our mind, even people who don't mean harm, but Lord, they're leading us away from you. And so, Father, thank you, O God, that you've given us your word, that in the midst of such a crazy world with so many thoughts and opinions and ways of doing things, Lord, you've given us your word so that we can know what accords to your will. 
And Father, I pray right now for our small groups right now as well. Father, I pray that you would bless them. Father, I pray that all of our small group members would treasure their time in small group and that they would use that time to not only encourage each other and love each other, but Father, help identify those weak points in our lives so that we can all grow more and more closer to you. So Father, thank you. We love you so much and we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, family. Well, listen, be sure to be back next week for our third week of Survive and Thrive. Until then, have a great week and God bless you guys.